Did you hear that? <laughs> he said, suck my nuts. Crunch. Crunch. So the NFL has officially gotten so bad that The Walking Dead was not the thing that I hate watched last night. You, what did you hate watch? The NFL game. Did you put? Wasn't it on at like the same time as The Walking Dead? Yeah, but when it ended, when The Walking Dead ended, it was like the start of the fourth quarter. So I was flipping back and forth between okay. that and The Talking Dead, and that was the worst thing anyone's ever seen. I did not pay attention to the the football game at all. Do you know what happened? No. It was three to nothing when I flipped over the fourth quarter. Uh, Cardinals up on the Seahawks. The Seahawks ended up tying it at three, and it went to overtime, and both kickers missed field goals in overtime, and they both made one and missed one, and they ended up tying. They it tied? Was the most excruciating oh, God. football game I've ever watched, and I only watched like oh, 10 total God. minutes of it. Uh I I decided I kind of came to the conclusion yesterday. I know that the NFL's ratings are down, which obviously means that you know that a lot of people are kind of eh, yeah. it seems like. But I I feel like I'm kind of out on the NFL if it's not the Patriots. I know it's not. Cool. I just have no interest. Yeah. Like I unless it's Red Zone or the Patriots, I don't have interest in watching a game. I have noticed that there are even the NFL is trying to act cool now that the ratings are down. Um, like even they they would just show like uh, images with the little scoreboard on it, and they would make the scoreboard all fluorescent and pink and stuff. And they're just they're they're grasping straws. And even in the red zone, what's dude's name that does red zone? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. He was throwing. Oh no, it. is it something else? Hansen. Chris Hansen's the guy from. I yeah. do this every time. It's uh, uh it's something Hansen. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> well Chris Hansen. I, I don't even. I was gonna try to make a to catch a predator joke, but I can't even think of one. Um, Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen. He's doing like a lot of. Wow, that's some crazy, exciting, very good action. Let's cut over <laughs> to this one where it's wild stuff he's that you've never seen before. Though. I don't think he's playing it up a bit. I don't think he always did that. Um, but My yeah. favorite is when he when I'm not sure if he does this on the fly, but like it feels like he knows there's a big exciting play coming, but he like provides the play by play. Yeah. When it happens, he's like, Holy (laughs) shit. I didn't know that was coming. We definitely have to have that guy on. He seems so cool and awesome. Um, we've got, uh, we've got Patrick on this episode to talk some walking dead and it's very walking dead heavy. Yeah. So if you don't watch watch the walking dead, you're either going to be in for a, a very blind discussion, yeah, or uh, but it's a spoiler-free zone. Yes, it's a spoiler. We don't count anything that we say as spoilers, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so there are no spoilers. Yes, uh, no, so you can spoilers. do that um, quickly. Uh, Drake has a new album or a new project coming out or something, and apparently he goes after Pusha T, which he's done before. And a couple weeks ago, when Pusha T came out with HGTV. He took a little shot at Drake, and my question to you, and we're probably the two worst people to ask each other about this, is why can Drake ever go after anybody ever? He shouldn't be allowed to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not an informed uh, rap head. Yeah, but he seems like the person who should not be going after people unless it's like a really low level meek mill right exactly so uh push t is definitely above that level right and certainly not i don't know i like push t seems yeah. like a seems like a pretty pretty good guy yeah pretty good rapper yeah. and uh like a 
kind of a tough guy. Like, you yeah. don't want to go after Pusha T. <laughs> yeah, I, you, I don't understand it at all. I texted one of my friends who's a huge rap guy, and he was like, it's not a big deal. Like, Pusha, Pusha's gone after him before, so he's just giving it back. They've gone after It's like... Well, yeah, Pusha T should 10, make fun yes. of Drake. Pusha T. Everybody should make fun of Drake. Every other rapper should be like, "Hey, the guy that sells all these records is soft, right? We're not right. crazy, yeah. and that's that's how it should be." And then Drake like, can clap back with... at Meek Mill, but that's hey. it. And that's I don't why the pro- Meek Mill thing. I don't is have so a great. problem with Drake being soft. Like that's fine. Yeah, but you should expect to be made fun of for that, right. especially when like Drake kind of acts tough sometimes yeah he like really splits it down the middle he's like i'm gonna sing about love and like missing you right and he's gonna be like and then in other songs he's like yeah fuck all these bitches yeah <laughs> it's like it would honestly be like if we came in and started to do an episode and i was like huh, nice sweatshirt gay much or something yeah. it's like well, that's not what you got no that's, that's not what you do yeah just skate your lane guys <laughs> we know what we are you can't play it both ways right and drake yeah that's you can't do uh i almost called it cha-cha shout strom you can't do hotline bling and then be like man i've had enough of push a tease shit i'm gonna go after that guy no, you can't go after anybody. And I just hope, <laughs> I hope that Pusha D comes out with a song that's two seconds long. It just said, he goes, you're like, soft. Drake's a bitch. <laughs> right. I hope that he just says, you're soft. And that's the diss track. And they call it, it's called like Inferno or something. And then there's a big, there's a million articles on like Vice and all these different websites. It's Fake like pieces. <laughs> you like, wait till you hear Pusha T's Inferno. And it's just him. He's like, hey, guys, uh, Pusha. It's not uh, even any music. Just in the studio working on the new album. Drake's, Drake's a bitch. Real bitch. Uh, and yeah, just stay tuned for King <laughs> Push coming 2016. That would be great. Call that Inferno. Agreed. All right. Let's uh, get to, uh, let's let's talk let's, to Patrick. Let's get to Patrick. Patrick, what up, my dude? What up, man? Thanks for having me back. Oh, always. Uh, Neither you nor Pete have seen David Pumpkins, and I was assuming that uh, this conversation would end up being like 4% Walking Dead and 96% David Pumpkins, because it's so up both of y'all's alleys. So uh, off to a terrible start, but um, (laughs) what was I going to say? Uh, Yeah, so Walking Dead uh, is kind of a spoiler-free zone. We don't like to spoil, but uh, Abraham and Glenn die, (laughs) and... I th- actually thought that the I was totally satisfied with the episode. I thought it was like a very good episode. I was Agreed. very satisfied. I uh, I was a little annoyed with how long it took to get to the actual twenty one minutes on the nose, according to a listener. That is that is such a dick move because we yeah. said it in the first twenty minutes. And the, it was. Did you uh, see the? We put a poll out there, seeing uh, when people thought it was going to happen, and. 20 to 30 minutes got the smallest vote. Wow. Yeah. So wow. How about yeah, that? it's like you kind of you kind of assume they're either going to do it at the begin- very beginning or the very end. Right. That's like yeah. the only real walking dead move. Yeah. So, uh they we basically not to brag, we hit the prediction right on the nose. What? Well, they were going to like flash uh forward and right. back. Right. We stuff. messed up the time, but we pr- predicted exactly how they were going to get to the kill. I was literally putting the audio clip in with the picture of the brunch logo in iMovie because at the next commercial break, I was going to tweet that clip of us saying that was going to happen and then he started killing the people and I was pissed. So, um yeah, Patrick, what would you think? 
I thought it was good. I mean, I have a, a love-hate relationship with The Walking Dead. We're not familiar with with that type of feeling. <laughs> the uh, I thought, I, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I thought this has been a year for kind of TV shows that have been on for a while, refocusing and like kind of re-racking frame on what it is they want to do. I, I feel similarly about American Horror Story this season, but I think this is a, a sign of things to come for for The Walking Dead because. They've gotten to a point where it's the most popular show on TV. I mean, they average between seven, like between like seventeen and twenty-two million viewers an episode, which in twenty sixteen is just bonkers. It's like moon landing numbers. So, I think that uh, they just really kind of were in a spot where they were damned if they do, damned if they don't, with whoever they were going to kill. They really painted themselves in a corner with uh, with Negan. And because a lot of the chatter before was, well, they're probably going to kill Glenn, and they've almost killed Glenn a couple times, so why do it like this? Or if they kill uh, Eugene or Rosita, is it going to have as much of an impact? Or it's probably going to be, there was like no way they were going to be able to walk away from this with the audience being happy. And I think the only way they could kind of get a reaction of anyone would have been through the, the execution of how they did the execution. Uh, and I think they they did pretty well with that. I, I definitely felt like um, the the <laughs> I, I felt like the the creators of the show were like listening to all the feedback. I'm like, okay, we're gonna show you exactly what we're gonna do, and then just drew out like you know that was like surgery without anesthesia. Yeah, for most of that episode. What I liked about it is um, Negan's selections were very realistic. Like, if yeah. based on all of their interactions leading up to that point with Glenn's behavior in the circle and just with looking around. Like, he was not going to kill Rosita because Rosita was was not one of their strong ones. She's like a, a small woman. He's not thinking, I'm going to send a message. Oh, obviously would have sent a message if he was like, I'm going to kill a woman right off the bat. But, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, is a way of conveying, like, you guys belong to me now. Like, I don't care about your power structure or whatever. To look at the guy who was clearly in the military at some point and say, all right, that's the guy that's going first. I think is really realistic if he's trying to send a message. Um, and then obviously Glenn had gotten a little mouthy with him. So, yep. uh, he, he had that coming. Um, they, they did, did they threaten to rape, uh, Daryl? I got that. I definitely got that vibe. That was, was very, like, like, it wasn't, uh, a good time to call out for the other members in there, but that the way that was kind of left was, there were some heavy vibes. Yeah, I was a little confused as, as to what was going to happen with Daryl. The the selection was was strange to me, but just because maybe it's just because I know like the characters. Mm-hmm. But his thing was like, I want you guys to like work for me. So to pick Abraham oh, and right. Glenn was yeah. a was a strange choice because those are like two of the strongest uh, like workers in Rick's group. Yeah, but Glenn also um, that make yeah that's a very good point because like he went after two adult men. Right. Um, but to the naked eye, like Glenn's the only person there who through a zombie apocalypse somehow never put on any muscle. <laughs> like with it, like having to swing that many bats and like punch that many people and fight that often. Glenn's the only guy who like they did the flashback things in the he the Talking exactly Dead, the same. which was the Talking Dead was like nine hours last night, and I'm yeah, pretty sure I was... watched the entire thing. 
I got um, up at about six o'clock and I think it had just wrapped. So <laughs> right. yeah, I, uh, I have some Talking Dead takes, but we'll get to that eventually. I've actually I've got like three hundred Talking Dead takes. I wrote down way more Talking Dead takes than I wrote down Walking Dead takes. But yeah, I, I well first. Patrick, what did you think about the selection and the way he, he went about it? Quickly, I'll, I'll throw in, um, I love that Negan kept up his little like flamboyant stuff because I, I need that in a villain. I love that. So he's so far, he's said Pee-Pants City. Uh, <laughs> he's said, he said, suck my nuts. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, yeah. He, uh, uh, he used said? the word pussy, right? I don't know. I think he did. He did. Uh, and he called someone a little bitch. Yep. He called um, Rick a little bitch. A little bitch of the week. And at the end of the thing, when he left them, what did he say to all of them? I don't he know. He said, ta-ta. Oh, nice. And I'm loving he that. He also said, this is gross as shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Which he was correct. That was gross as shit when Glenn's eyeball was hanging out of his skull. Yeah. Yeah, what a yeah. We- I I actually found myself angry at a villain for the first time in a long time on that series. Like with the governor, I was like, "Oh, just go away. You've been around too long." And with Negan, I actually felt like I was pleading along with the rest of the group for him to not do the things that he was doing. Um, but sorry, Patrick, I just talked yeah. to you for like nine minutes. Um, what did you think of the two and uh, just Negan's behavior in general? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely you guys are right on the money with. If you're going to go in and try to establish dominance, you got to take out the obvious, the biggest person there. It's like any type of like when a, you know, when a when a new predator introduces itself, you got to make sure you take out the perceived biggest threat. So I get the Abraham one and then I got the Glenn one because the way they filmed that, I was like, well, Glenn's head is a good six inches above everyone else's in the frame. And it's completely at like, you know, right in the sweet spot if he's going to turn around and swing that bat. It's like, well, this is how Glenn dies, and then went and then blasted him. So that was pretty drawn out and pretty gross with his eyeball hanging out. And then in the soup that was Glenn's skull, there's that eyeball is still just. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't right notice that. that. I did see that. It was just oh. sitting. It was just like sitting, pointing directly up, like right at the yeah. sky. I was like, oh, that's that's his eye. Yeah, that's that's gross. Uh, the the way that he so he went overhead. On on it with uh, at least I don't even remember how he hit uh, Glenn, um, but the way that he hit Abraham and right. the way that they showed all those fl- those uh, potential shots of him hitting the other people, which I yeah. was like, I was actually working as I always do during The Walking Dead, and I just did not pay attention to the fact that uh, that Negan had said like, think of what could happen. So when mm-hmm. they were showing them. The, be- the Lucille hitting all those people. I was like, he's killing off the whole cast. I actually <laughs> like this move. Um, I thought but, that was what I thought that was legit for a second. It, yeah. it caught me. I was like, all right. So I did not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take points on that one. Yeah. The uh, whole cast was saying before they were like, oh, the first 20 minutes are really going to everyone's going to they're going to be yelling at their TVs. And I think everyone was trying to pinpoint who the one person was going to be. Yeah. And then it kind of snuck in like right before the show started. I'm like, what if he kills like everybody but rick and carl and i was like that yeah that would be that'd be something that'd be a hard reset for the series so i would have been so mad if they killed everyone but carl oh i know I would, that would have been me. so so cool i uh i said this to dj last night i wonder if they ki- if they did a uh a kill scene for everybody 
in the cast and then didn't tell them which one that they were going to use. Oh yeah. Because I know I remember a lot of a lot of them said that they didn't know who was going to die and I was right. like I was like, How do you not fucking know well, you taped the scene? Well yeah, it's been a year since I you know. did this. Well, I'm a bit of a cinema buff, uh, as everyone knows, big cinema file over here. And when they made the Scream movie, Scream, yeah, yeah, starring Nev Campbell, I, I know it's Courtney Scream Cox, is. Uh, David Arquette is in it. They ended up getting married. Uh, they would just have them shoot the whole movie and all the party scenes and everything, and they did not tell them which one of them was the killer. So uh, Matthew Lillard and what was his name? Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Ulrich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did not know. So um, just uh, throwing a little bit of my movie knowledge into that. So I know I could have seen them doing something like that. But when they showed um, the, the uh, Lucille hitting all the other people, it was like a light thump yeah. versus yeah. going... Just well, he went overhead on on, on Glenn too because okay. you yeah. could see when when like after the first hit on Glenn, you could see like the the indent oh, right. on the top of his head. Yeah, and not that I want to think about that stuff, but I feel like it would be that's the least painful way to take it. I feel like that would be the most painful way to take it. If he just if he hit you right in the face with it, I think that would be the worst. I don't know. That's I, I don't, I'm gonna I don't, like. Throw up during this. <laughs> I feel like the uh, going across the face would definitely like cut you up more, but over the top of the head would uh, that would really stun you, and like you would not know like what the fuck to do. Like just think about getting hit directly on the crown of the head. Yeah, that right. Can like really fuck you up. What do we think of uh, Abraham's word choice? In... Suck my nuts. Yeah, suck my nuts. <laughs> It was perfectly Abraham. I think it's yeah. it's funny, but that's one of those show. It's like in um, it's like in Friday Night Lights when uh, Santiago's friend says to him, "Screw you!" You're like, dude. In that moment, if you're gonna if you're gonna go there, you're gonna go there. You know, you're not gonna yeah. say "suck my nuts." Yeah. "Suck my nuts" is a very PG way to be killed off. Abraham. I'm- He's seen some shit in his life. I feel like he would really get in there. They can use uh they can use like a F bomb or or swear, right? Because I mean and just what was like it, uh, bleep it out. Was just it, a robot. What was it? Breaking Bad who yeah. Breaking Bad got the uh got the F word, right? Yeah, they did oh, and really? so did yeah. uh yeah, Mr. Robot had a bunch. Wow, I didn't know that. Like Titanic uh, was peach thirteen and they showed boobs. True. <laughs> More movie stuff. Yeah, so I I think that uh, I think Breaking Bad Vince Gilligan had, Vince Gilligan had said that he got got one a season or something like that. Wow! Uh, and you have to really choose wisely. And if there's if there's ever a scene where uh, The Walking Dead could have picked for their swear, it would have been that scene for sure. Right? Uh, how long do we think Negan's going to be around? I think at Good. least at least through the end of like the full season seven. You know, how they mm. split it up. Yeah. yeah. I think that he'll be at least through full season seven, just because Jeffrey Dean Morgan's is in the credit sequence now. Oh, yeah, he uh, he's going to be around, I think, for yeah. at least like I would say maybe a season and a half, season two seasons, yeah. and just because wh- he's so good. What's he known for yeah. again? He's been he's like he's a one of like a that guy actor, not oh, okay. unlike uh, not unlike Walton Goggins from yeah. Vice Principals. Okay. Like uh, he was in, so he's like he, Judy Greer. Yeah, exactly. He is the male Judy Greer. Nice. He was in, he was on Supernatural for the first couple of seasons. He was in Weeds. 
was on I was looking at his IMDB. He was on um Grey's Anatomy. He was like the guy that got your girl DJ's favorite, Katie Heigl. He was like her yeah. love interest before brain cancer took Katie Heigl. Spoiler alert for Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> That's okay. This is a spoiler free zone. The spoilers don't count as the spoilers. Um I he looks like uh Javier Bardem. He does. Uh, yeah, he, he does. I was gonna say like he he strikes me as such an accomplished and polished actor on that set among all these guys, but then exactly. I realize it's because he's the only person on the show with pomade um, <laughs> or any sort of hair product. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. I got I'm a fan. Obviously, he's uh, he's awful and terrible. But for that show, that for 51 minutes, I wrote, I wrote down f- first 51 minutes. You are captivated. He's, when yeah. does that happen in The Walking right. Dead? And he seems like the first really like worthy villain. Yeah, because I mean the governor was the governor was in- seemed that way. He was intriguing. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think he was ever really like this guy is terrifying. Yeah, right? but just he like was- this guy is very calculating. He was a different kind of villain. He was the first real introduction of creepy on the walking dead which is weird because the that whole show is supposed to be creepy and i'm sure that we remember it as being forever creepy but he would but when they show his scene um with all the the heads that he has in his room yeah everyone was like whoa this guy is out there and if they run into a guy on the street now or on the road that collects dead uh dead walkers everyone would be like yeah, whatever. That's yeah. that's it, they're pets. It happens. Right. What do you think Negan's got a wall of back at his compound? Ooh. Like uh, if the governor had a yeah, wall of heads, something. which was pretty creepy, but what does Negan have like a collection of? Um Well the obvious answer is leather jackets, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think that that's like his one leather jacket and that's his good leather jacket. Even though I don't like the I don't like the the leather I don't like the zipper like, placement. Yes, exactly. I was gesturing to Pete. Like <laughs> zipper placement. Um, yeah, I don't, I feel like the only way to do a leather jacket is kind of bomber style, straight down the middle, get in, get out. I think, uh, if Negan had a wall of something, it might be like the, the broken Lucille's Uh broken, cracked, like blood spattered bats. So you think he's on like Lucille two? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of it yesterday while he was going to town on the other two. I was like, Hmm, that that's a strong bat right there. I've played some baseball in my day, and I've yeah. I've shattered a bat. And no, you did you? Yeah, a, a wooden bat. Yeah, that's all, well. Did you do it intentionally? No. Like, did you put the label out? No. I've I've cracked a few bats in my day. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm I'm not saying like a you've cracked a bat. <laughs> I I just I don't know if any if I know anyone who's done that before. Yeah, I've, without I've, doing it intentionally, and and as soon as they do it, everyone calls them out, and they're like, you put the label out, you. You'll be. I've cracked uh, like a couple, so uh, yeah. I would. That's what. That, I feel like that's what it would be on his wall because he loves. That's a pretty good one. I never even th- thought about that. Yeah, he definitely went through like seven Lucille's, and a lot of times he got splinters putting it together because that would be Splinter City, like messing up that much wood. Um, yeah, leather jackets and Lucille, but I could also see him being like a reader. You know, I could sure. see him having a library. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, I thought that the, uh, going back to the to the to that the killing, I thought that the way that they did did it was like the perfect summation of The Walking Dead. Like they make make you wait a little bit longer than you should you should have had to wait. Yeah, uh, the first death was almost like a fake out. 
Yeah. It was like, really? That was, that's what we were going to fucking, go- that's what we were waiting for? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Because like, because I liked, I liked Abraham a lot. And yeah, I, yeah, you I were an Abraham guy. Week, and yeah. I was, and even still, I was like, really? We're supposed to care that much, like an entire yeah. off season's worth and really like be so upset that Abraham is the one that goes. Right. So. There that was, like, was like, an eight-minute period of everyone. Because th- I, I think we're all in agreement that we're pretty much satisfied with this episode. I was very satisfied with it. Um, I think that overall fans liked it. But there was, like, an eight-minute period where everyone was, like, ugh, whatever with this. Right. Yeah. And, like, we were sending, like, sarcastic texts and everything. And then funny. it was, like, oh, hey, now. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like, on Twitter, people were, like, oh, really? Yeah. And then, like, they'd reply to their own tweets, like, five minutes later and be, like, well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was perfect. They they did like a fake out kill, and then they brought it home, and you're like, oh god damn it, I'm back in on this series. Yeah, I, I thought him breaking Rick was really the the big uh, shock that everyone was like waiting for, or that was the shock that you were waiting for. You didn't know you were waiting for. Yeah, right. I was just about to say you would assume that Glenn dying would be the. Um Shoot, this is terrible. Uh, Patrick, in television and movie, what is the word for like the, the, the climax? Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> of course you would that, know that's that. That's a word, word I would is. not know, yeah. Um, you would think that the climax would be Glenn dying, and then that whole Rick thing, like my phone was down, my laptop was closed, just yeah, real man. non-Walking Dead behavior from me. I was 1,000% locked into it yeah i mean obviously yeah. everybody was into or like watching the killing scenes yeah but i really do think that the the Car- rick and carl scene might have been like the true climax definitely oh yeah definitely definitely um i by the way i was i was very angry that they uh that they bitched out of that at the last second especially mm-hmm. when negan put the possibility out there that he might not heal well Right, right. Like, you're like maybe, maybe he'll survive. Right. Maybe. I was like, oh, I'll take those odds. Did right. you guys read the comics by any chance? I have not. No, but I was thinking it would be a great move for this podcast if we were to reference the comics, and then when we come up with our little theories, we could say like it happened in the comics, and then right. everyone would. I don't think anyone actually read the comics, so they would just have to believe it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like there, people who get people get very mad when you screw that shit up. Like people who do you read the comics? Uh, I've read a couple of the trade paperbacks, like the so like the when they bound them all together. Okay, uh, I read right before the series premiered. I, I I cranked through a couple of them, so I got to the point where they introduced a Negan in the comics, but I haven't gone beyond that. But the big thing with the whole when he's going to chop Carl's arm off, and I don't know if maybe it's just me because I, I've I've seen this in the in the print form, but Rick, spoiler alert for the comics, Rick gets his arm chopped off. I want to say like maybe around the time when they like leave the farm the first time, like by in the, the comic books, by the governor. The governor chops. That's off. right. Yeah, yeah. So he so he he uses I think he uses Michonne's sword because he like Michonne is like with the governor she hates the governor in the comics because he does way worse stuff to her and like torturing her to get information and then rick goes to try to like save i think he either tries to go to save michonne or get revenge and gets his arm chopped off with her sword by the governor so the way they were like leaving his hands dangling out on the on the table in the rv i was like he's losing his arm right now yeah i thought that he was gonna get his hand chopped off i texted that to one of my buddies i was like rick is gonna lose lose his hand because he because the opening monologue was about your right right hand 
exactly. right hand man. And I was yeah. like, this is going to be a nice little wink to uh, Rick losing his hand in the RV. Uh, but that didn't happen. I was uh, I was a little disappointed that they didn't go through with it on Carl. I thought that would have just been like another holy shit. Just one by one, start taking stuff away from <laughs> right. Carl. Like eventually, <laughs> yeah. eventually, it'll be some sort of uh, Johnny got his gun situation where Carl is just a torso <laughs> that can't that has no bodily functions, and like they'll kind of bring him around, and then eventually they're gonna be like. You know, we can just leave him here, and <laughs> right. he's he, all he has left are feelings. Um, here's uh, one that maybe you might know from the comic books, Patrick. Uh, yeah. Who is the first person that says it should have been you to Eugene? Oh man! Oh. You know that like oh. immediately. Th- the second that bat hit uh, hit Abraham's head, they were see, all like, "You can like, you can see it on Eugene's face too." Like, yeah. oh man, this is gonna come back to me." Right? Yeah, <laughs> everyone's gonna be pissed at me for this one. Um, we that's the next. So we put the poll out there for uh, when does uh, when do the deaths come? That's like the new thing yeah. that we can we can have a How little many pool on. Does it take for somebody to blame Eugene and say that he's the one who should have died in the circle? Yeah, I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Patrick, but. Uh, I sent a screenshot, a screen cap to DJ last night. Uh, during Glenn's smash scene, there was a dude in the background, like one of the henchmen in the background, who was just like photobombing the entire time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find that right now. It was distracting Yo. and weird because you're on in the the foreground is the most disgusting thing in right. the world. And and I, the background, I wouldn't like, blame hey. anybody for n- not noticing. Right, the Glenn's eye is dry to something else. Out. Yeah. The um, how about the dude? So, the guy who plays Negan's right hand man, what's his name? Sid or something, or whatever the dude is. Where he keeps he's Negan's like lieutenant. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's a little. He's a bit of a. I love that guy. Is he's, it Latchkey or Lackey? What's the term? Lackey. Uh, Lackey. It's just, it's just yeah. Lackey. He has been like for he is. I mean, that's his genre. I think he's top of the mountain as far as like lackeys go. He's been – I've only seen him in three things. I've seen him in this. He's been like <laughs> um, number one lackey in Westworld. He keeps yeah. popping up as a bunch of like – as being like uh, the guy like he's around and he's, we just know he's going to be trouble. And he was the creepy locksmith in season one of of uh, Broad City. Oh. Did you guys watch that? No. I, I do know him from a couple other yeah. things. He was in um, – he was in Better Call Saul – he was the dude uh, in the parking garage with the uh, the Hummer Hummer guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. He, and he was also Trevor from Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, that's him. Oh, yeah, nice. That's him. I don't think I made it to five Grand Theft Autos. Yeah, is is great. So fantastic. I think I. So Vice City was the fourth one, right? Uh, no, there was like a Grand Theft Auto Four. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I don't even know if I made it to four. I was just GTA 3 all day. You should do five. It's a, it's an enjoyable play. Here's one my sister uh, brought up. They should have... Maggie should have been the one to go because that way they could avoid the pregnancy storyline. That's I said that last... I said that Did on you? Friday. I said Maggie would be the best best choice because holy fuck that would send a message. She is like a strong member of the group. Yeah. She's fucking pregnant. And well, I'm saying like from the show's standpoint, like if... If you are the creators um, and the director and you're deciding what's easiest for me as far as making the show goes, 
let's get rid of the pregnant character because yeah. we already had a messy pregnancy storyline and we don't need I, and I, I feel like around. the fans don't want to see no, more pregnancies in this show I don't I think don't anyone's think so. pulling for like Espec- oh we got to see how cute this kid especially, is it's like zombies es- are out man especially <laughs> if Glenn is not around like why right. why the fuck would you want a baby story if it's like uh, if it's uh what's her name I just lost Maggie. Maggie, Maggie. Yeah. lost like her the fa- the father aspect of the story. Yeah, we already had. We, now we're doing like another single parent type thing, and it's gonna be it's gonna be raised by the group. The group's a family. We fucking get it. And the <laughs> only thing that we don't need when Glenn dies is a weaker Glenn. Like Glenn, nice. Glenn had intangibles that made up for uh, severe lack of skill, and a baby. I don't think is a baby's gonna be way less strong than Glenn, but the baby's not gonna have the heart that Glenn had. Here's so. the question: Does uh, lose, does, lose. Ne- does Negan know that Maggie is pregnant? And if he doesn't know, would it have made a difference if he did know? Because Negan doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants a they baby in his camp. No, we know. They know. We know. <laughs> I know it. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> I feel like if he was walking around like uh, brandishing Lucille and giving his speech, people forget that in the season finale he kind of lost track a little bit with his speech. He started with like five scary minutes of speech, and then like twenty minutes later they cut back to him and he's like, "And uh, what else? What <laughs> yeah. was I going to say?" Like for a minute they're not scared anymore and everything. Um, I think that if someone said during that like just anyone but maggie she's pregnant he would have stopped and been like okay and like two of the guys would have gone and taken her and like they would have been like okay we're, we're gonna do this very tastefully we have to kill her and then <laughs> uh, he's like i'm not gonna do it with lucille it's just like she's gonna go away and real she's quick. not gonna come back we and... just don't want this baby in camp <laughs> right, right yeah we like we like our night sleeps here yes yeah, so, <laughs> right uh, uh Go ahead. I did like uh, when when he was in the process of killing Glenn, there was a moment where it was like, oh, shit, he feels really bad about killing Glenn upon finding out that that he's dating Maggie. Yeah. And then he was like, ah, I don't really feel bad and just went back at it. I was like, that was pretty. That was pretty nice. I like that. Yeah. Because uh, didn't he say, like, no one make a sound like in the beginning? He was like, and then he's actually, no, you can cry. You can blank. But yeah. no one like cry out. So I was thinking, like, he's picking off people who he thinks is going to get the biggest reaction. He's just going to go right down the line. Ooh. So, and and I also think, like, the the whole idea between I thought they were going to kill Maggie too because I was thinking just reading what what the cast was saying, like, oh, you're, you're like, you know, everyone's going to freak out. I was like, okay, so Maggie's definitely on the board because that would be one hell of a reaction to kill the pregnant woman. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, I think that was. Not necessarily the opposite of the reaction they wanted to get, but it's almost like you can brace yourself for something super disgusting on Walking Dead, or you can brace yourself for something kind of super heart-wrenching on The Walking Dead, and then you have The Talking Dead to kind of get through, like the way Chris Harwick says, like, we're going to get through this together. It's really hard to, like, go through 51 minutes of, like, a torture scene, which no one is stopping no one is going to swoop in and save them when you feel like all hope is lost and to do that the way they did it to really draw it out to be like yeah this is forever changed like everyone on the show the cast on the show it's not going to be a revenge thing now it's really like they've been made to submit and that is not an easy thing to watch as an audience so it almost feels like 
this is what you've been asking for, even though this isn't explicitly what you've been asking for. You want to feel something in the zombie apocalypse, you're going to feel something and you're not going to like it. And I think it's, it was more of almost like the commentary of like, I feel like Robert Kirkman, the guy who created it, is probably a bit of a pickle. So like people like saying like, oh, well, well you're messing up this or the comics are better. Or this is like, I'm going to show you exactly what this is. And don't forget who King shit of the yard is, right. because I'm just going to I'm going to murk these two guys, these guys that you really like. And it's going to be gross. And you have to watch every second of it because I'm in charge. It was a real Negan move by Robert Kirkman to remind everyone exactly whose show this is. That's super interesting. Uh, take um, take the pregnancy out of it. Which one of Glenn and Maggie would have the worst like fallout storyline um, or would have the worst fallout storyline from the other one dying? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, Maggie yeah, right yeah. now is going to be a mess, but Gl- how would Glenn have been? I, I think, I think for sure that it's it w- the worst, worst fallout would have been Glenn. Yeah, because, for sure. Glenn, uh, if he, if Maggie Maggie's already died, lost her dad yeah, and right. saw her dad get beheaded in front right. of her. Yeah. yeah. So I, I also think that Maggie's yeah. seen some shit. Right. And I totally agree. She's more prepared for this. Yeah. We don't need another Morgan on the show either, which right. is what exactly. and would have turned into. So uh, like we I we don't need that. somebody who we've seen like their their capabilities yeah. and then kind of become a shell of themselves. That's very frustrating to watch. Yeah. yeah. Where's uh, Where's Carol? By the way, is she in Alexandria? I don't know where half the people on the show are. I don't are know. At this point. I still don't know Daryl's name. I don't know <laughs> the locations of anybody on the show. Um, but I was still into it last night. Yeah. I, I, where are the 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 other people? The the remainder of the people from Alexandria. I don't know. And I remembered uh, Daryl being with those people. And yeah. Also, and then somehow he's with. Uh, Negan's people and they took them away to rape them for a minute and now so they just left them all to their own little camp and who's, I still find it weird that they were like alright do what you want for a week <laughs> right. see you later who's uh, who's Carol with because the last was the last scene that she was in the escape from that uh, escape from that place I, I think she's Negan's with people? Morgan they yeah they might be like a fringe group uh, or they might be like another like B squad or C squad of of Negan's people because I think Morgan rides out to go find her and I think it ends with he has to like kill again to save Carol and I think they're the two of them are together probably trying to make their way back to Alexandria. Interesting. Yeah, and I think that girl's still st- stuck in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> Alexandria. That, that was a very that was a great point by you. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Huel of uh, of that show. <laughs> yeah. You want to get to uh, some Talking Dead takes? Yes. Okay, let's do that. Uh, so that was one of like my first post show thoughts was was where's the girl in the closet and where's Judith at this point? Oh, yeah, I'm so I'm so mad you even brought up Judith because I think that we've gotten to the point of the series where they're like, okay, you don't mention her, we won't mention her, and we'll just pretend this whole thing never happened, <laughs> and. I thought it's, that that's where we were, and it would be like, hilarious. Rich, if like they Richie's just, mom on family on family Santiago Judith. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. If they, no, if they, I would, I would be a bigger fan of it if they, uh, if Maggie had her baby and they just never mentioned the old baby again. Yeah, so there's like a, this is the new baby in right. town, <laughs> kind of like Fresh Prince style, where they were just age kids in like one season, <laughs> right. and they just use the same baby. It's Judith is is the new baby. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Times are tight. They had they've had to do some Walker hanging on scenes. That's right. So, um, uh, my second 
post-show thought during the Talking Dead was uh, when they have Andrew Lincoln on Talking Dead, they yes. should make him talk in an American accent. Oh, no, they should It's too shouldn't. jarring. Oh, no, I love it. It's so graceful. It's too jarring. It's it's like this is... the uh, That show is forces itself to be a continuation of The Walking Dead. So they should force him to be the same guy. Here's the easiest Talking Dead question. Uh, whose accent is the toughest to handle I already the know Talking the answer, Dead? So I'll, go with, I'll let Patrick answer and see what he says. Like, I kept trying to figure out who... Um, well, Andy Lincoln's isn't... It's, it's, like you said, I mean, it's, it's jarring, but also graceful at the same time. It, like, it puts you at ease when you really don't want to be at ease. Yeah. Like taking like NyQuil to go to sleep and you're fighting your way out of it like the next morning. Right. It's, but it's like, it's like we just saw Rick have the toughest right. episode of his life where he was yeah. just like. So you're saying he's soft because such, he's British? In, no, in such distress <laughs> and like he wanted to die the entire episode. And then yeah. he comes back in The Talking Dead and he's like. Well, la, yeah. La, la, la. What I love it's is like, Jesus. This is not the same. Not trying. To if he was like super cockney, I'd be way cooler with that. If he was right. just like right, right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what I love about uh, British accents: if you're an actor and you have British accent, uh, unless you're um, who's the uh, who's Aldous Snow? What's his name again? Oh, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, El- uh, Brand Russell Brand. Yeah, unless you're Russell Brand. <laughs> You're eloquent when you talk about your craft. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. no matter they, when they asked him, they were like, uh, "What was it like filming that scene where you jumped onto the walker who was being hanged?" And he's like, "I'm not gonna. No, I'm not even gonna do this because <laughs> I I'm I'm so distraught over how poorly I do a uh, British accent. But just like the w- the way he answers it, it just sounds like, "Oh man, yeah, you are just you're dedicated to your craft, man." <laughs> and if an American guy answered it, you'd be like, "Oh, lame. You didn't do your own stunts." <laughs> So, um, but the answer, by the way, to the toughest accent to deal with is uh, Lauren Cohan. Is that her name? Yeah, that, yeah, that's Maggie. a tough one. Yeah. She, it's, it's almost like she has like half an accent. She did, that is exactly right, what yeah. it is. She's uh, where is she from? Is she from Australia? I think she's from Australia, but she sounds like she been in she's been in America for a while. So it's exactly. just a. A she pretentious needs, twinge of an right. accent. Right. She needs to go back and spend like a couple of years exclusively in Australia, right. get that baby back, and then split time from then on. Well, it's funny because um, like, I find every accent sexy, pretty much. Yeah, That's the only accent I've ever heard where I've been like, oh, Ugh, don't, don't have that accent. Not that it's like a gross accent, but I spend the whole time thinking like, so some words she does Australian, <laughs> and then like, do you, have you seen that uh, Axe body spray commercial where it's like the guy who's talking at the bar to the girl with the accent? No, he's like say tomato, and she's like tomato, and he's like tomato, and he's basically <laughs> like mocking her. Yeah, so it's basically like it would be like that for you. You I, couldn't, you couldn't have a conversation well, no, with. Her. I would go word by word. I'd be like say tomato. Now say potato. Now, interesting. One of them you say in an Australian accent. The other one you say in an American right, accent. And basically, the, the theme of that Axe Body Spray commercial is shut the fuck up, guy. It's, <laughs> right. So that would be you. That would be me. Uh, another takeaway from The Talking Dead. Uh, Chris Hardwick looks like he hasn't slept in yeah. about Chris years. Hardwick looked good last night, though. Uh, are you talking suit-wise? Suit-wise, yeah. Okay, I well, didn't look at his face. His face was... He looked a little weathered. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. He also... You can tell that they... I don't think they really like him. Which sucks because... The normally, the people... Um, normal, I, I know from experience, the interviewer is normally not well 
necessarily well liked. Um, He's and, the outside guy, but he shouldn't be there because that's a show that they work on. You know, like right. those Andrew Lincoln is a cast member of the Talking Dead. He only has to do it maybe two or three times a year, but all those guys like that is in their contract. They have to do that show, and I think that much like athletes having to do media they're like well this isn't the part of the job that i signed up for so um i just get a sense something just with some of their answers you can again maybe it's because i'm i'm used to getting the sense that people i'm interviewing don't love me but you can just (laughs) tell with certain ways they answer stuff that you're like oh they're they're putting up with him right now so that kind of makes me sad he's kind of in a weird position right because like he's the proxy he's like the voice of everyone to every other group so he's the voice of the fans to the cast he's the voice of he's the voice of the cast to the guests and he speaks for the cast when they're not there and everyone's like that's not how i would say it brah like why are you doing this right you know it's kind of like it's like i feel like a vet nicole brown out of nowhere from community to the talking dead deep dives into this stuff and she'll go for pages and pages of notes and eloquently put together some thought out shit that she wants to get across. And then Chris Harwick makes like a pithy joke. Right. <laughs> and she, it just kind of unravels everything. And like, you know, the cast is talking about the emotional state they had to put themselves into and what, you know, Maggie was thinking this. Lauren Cohen's talking like, well, Maggie, she was thinking this. She just lost a lover of her life. And then he just mentions how, like, you know, it's a drought in LA. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Oh, Raindrops. Right. Heaven is crying. I'm like, I get it, bro. It's it's <laughs> wet outside. You didn't plan for this. I um, I think that's a very good point about uh, Yvette Nicole Brown versus Chris Hardwick because I, I think that she is so much more the voice of the fan and yeah. basically doing the job that he's supposed to be doing because all of her takes. Um, my favorite thing that Yvette Nicole Brown said on The Talking Dead, that's the lamest thing I've ever said, by the way. <laughs> uh, but my favorite thing that Yvette Nicole Brown ever said on The Talking Dead was um, when, who uh, was Andrea, her name? Yeah. The, uh, when Andrea died and uh, the governor had put her in a room with, what was the guy's name? I'm so bad with characters. Oh, on the show. yeah. Just, yeah. One of the, another the, lack. The little scientist boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when he killed the scientist boy and left him to turn and kill Andrea. Um, and what, like, sh- there was a screwdriver or something, and there was a way that she could get out, but she, j- she just had to do it. She had to apply herself and figure this shit out and get out of her situation, and she totally could do it before this guy died. And she spent the entire time he was dying and turning, talking to him. And, uh, and the whole time I was watching, I was like, Dude, stop talking to that guy. He's he's over. Like it's done for him. And of course, it, she let it come down to the last second, and he ends up uh, biting her. And in the Talking Dead after, Chris Hardwick didn't point that out at all. And Yvette Nicole Brown is like, "Why is she sitting there having side conversations?" And that's how she termed it: side conversations. Yeah. Like it's like a bad. Like it's student. not even an important conversation, right? Like a bad student in class sitting in the back talking about something that doesn't matter. And she ended up dying. And I was like, yes, Yvette Nicole Brown. And I was just a fan of everything she's been in. Yeah, um, she's good. I love in uh, Community when I think it's the Dean. He's They're doing some sort of video. And he's like, I need you to capture a sense of, you know, when someone doesn't really want to take any guff and they cut to her and she's like, the word he's looking for is sassy. You better not find it. <laughs> 
of all the, the late night chat show hosts, right? So whether it's like a recap show <laughs> yeah. or a talk show, what what host do you think would have the best chance of surviving in any type of like situation like The Walking Dead? Really, just any type of survival situation. I would even put zombies in the mix. I think that That's Chris Hardwick would survive for a long time, and everyone would be pissed that he survived. <laughs> like, it'd be like if, if we were in a right. zombie apocalypse, and like I lasted longer than more cable people, everyone would be like, "He seems nice enough, but how the hell is this guy still here?" I'm, right. I would pick. Uh, I would pick uh, John Stewart. I think he's not. He's retired at this point, but I'm picking Very John wild. Stewart. I think that he's uh, he is smart, charismatic, and he uh, he doesn't take any shit. And he's kind of he I could think, be a bad tough, guy, tougher than the tougher than the group. I, I think that he could end up honestly. You're saying tough, charismatic, doesn't take any guff. That's right, like that, that that's to me that's <laughs> Negan. Yeah, so John Stewart would be the bad guy in yeah. the zombie apocalypse, but he would live. Yes. So. I think the group would 100% sacrifice Jimmy Fallon first. Oh yes, like the oh, first I'm die first. Yes. absolutely. Everybody. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't. Need, they wouldn't even need to be like a vote. It would just be automatic. Everyone <laughs> reaches for Fallon and throws like, him out. All right, of every, it's like you know, like wait, but, but I do a Jerry Seinfeld impression. You it's know, not very good. <laughs> you know, in the uh, the Hunger Games when. Uh, they're like standing on the podiums and then they run to the stage where all the weapons are and then there are like a few people who die running to the stage. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon would be the guy who like dies in the opening 10 seconds of yeah. the Hunger Games. So I've never seen the Hunger Games. That sounds like exactly how I would die <laughs> yes, if I were in sure. that type of situation. So uh, that's great. Um, well, Patrick, I know you got to get going. Uh, this was dope as usual. We'll yeah, have you on more as we continue to watch more television. I want to say... I'm sure the the listeners have noticed this. Uh, your input makes our television discussions actually sound kind of sophisticated. So oh, thanks wow. for that, buddy. You got it, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the other side of this, Pete will have seen David Pumpkins. I'm David Pumpkins! So I just watched David Pumpkins. and uh, Any questions? <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, much like the people on the elevator, very confused as to what I just watched. And you just watched the best thing in the world. Fucking hilarious. I want this to be like the Harambe of you SNL want, You want this to be like uh, Tom Hanks's masterpiece? I well, Yeah, I want this to be considered the best thing that Tom Hanks has done um, because it's definitely bad. It's the silliest thing in the world, and it is the greatest actor of our time just being like, wait, you're going to have me do this silly thing? All right, I'll give I'm you going silly. all in. Yes, <laughs> and it's. I also love the uh, the fact that Keenan Thompson basically cracks character on all like very comes very close to cracking character on every single line that he's ever had in SNL. Yes, uh, Keenan Thompson also is like the longest tenured SNL cast member ever. Um, and it's amazing because he's so good at it. Yeah. And the reason that people leave SNL is because, jobs. Is, right, because yeah. they're good and they get jobs elsewhere. Yeah. Like Keenan Thompson, there's no reason that he shouldn't be in like every movie. I feel like I, I just think it's because he was a child actor. Yeah. And every, like if he starts doing other movies, like I don't want to see Keenan Thompson in an R-rated movie. You know, like I don't want to see him in a bro comedy. I don't want to see him in like a, a, a stoner movie. I think, but if he wants to put out a bunch of PG movies, I'm still going to watch those because <laughs> Keenan's the man. Um, huge, huge fan of David Pumpkins, and I'm glad that everyone has liked it. Like Nobody has pointed out 
dude, this is really, really bad and <laughs> like kind of lame. It's uh, the first thought. One of the first thoughts that came to mind was there's gonna there should be somebody who goes as David Pumpkins for Halloween. I looked up the costume already. Really? I just searched uh, jack o' lantern suit, and they sell it every Halloween store. There's a million. Really? Of them. That's the one that they use. It's a hundred dollars. I've already got like six or seven Halloween costumes, so maybe not this year. But I would love to be the guy who's David Pumpkins next, next year. year. <laughs> yes, very very topical, very tasteful. Um, God, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so if you don't, if you haven't watched David Pumpkins, then you should just go ahead and do that. Uh, We're gonna be talking about it for quite a bit. I've, I've changed. I don't know if you saw. I've changed my Twitter handle. Uh, Did you? It's David J Pumpkins. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we have some reviews. Do we want to get to that? Or? Yes. Yeah. Let's let's jump into those uh, right quick to to wrap this up. I guess. Yeah. We don't have much. We got much so else. many reviews that we are not gonna. Be be able to do them all Friday because then it would just be an entire review. Show. Yeah, we don't typically do the uh, the Monday reviews, but we got five over the weekend. I'm pretty sure. So, and for the sake of not having to read ten of them on Friday, uh, we're gonna read them now. Right. So, if you want to go ahead and leave leave us some reviews for Friday, we like doing them on Friday. So, go ahead and do that. Search brunch on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars. Write whatever the fuck you want in the reviews, and we'll read it. So, uh, do you have the first one? That was some wonderful stalling while I was trying to bring these up. You got like 30 seconds out of it. And ah, now I was, that I was, we've finished this team stalling, I, I do have I was also up. looking it up while I was stalling, so double duty on my part. All right, so Fifty Shades of Brunch says, Can you have your own radio show? I love this podcast and recommend it to everyone in my life. My one complaint is that you ruined regular sports radio for me. That's the goal. Uh, if you enjoy zero on the Kinsey scale hosts and callers com- uh, competing, oh, and callers competing to show how heterosexual they are, this isn't the podcast for you. I agree. If you enjoy ambiguously bromosexual, slightly pretentious dudes, the bad boys are exactly what you need. Ten of ten would arrange a bang. Nice, nice. Thank you. Uh, I like the I like the title for that review. Can you have your own radio show? We did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh not anymore. So now I don't, here we I, are. I honestly think that we still could do Sunday skate. I just I, I don't know. Don't we know. we haven't really talked about it. <laughs> I, I love doing this. Uh let me guess you hate hate me dashes too? That's all I'm saying as well. Uh love the banter, love the hot takes and heat checks, love the window into modern pop culture that I normally have so little interest in. But I don't love Pete and DJ's apparent hatred of the rules of grammar. Just because I use proper punctuation in tweets and texts, I'm a serial killer? A serial, uh, a killer of the lowering of the culture, perhaps. Couldn't help but notice the end of that one with, with a period. period. And, uh, and before, go kill someone. In between culture and perhaps, she puts a comma. Yeah. Well, he puts a comma. Uh, so, yep, serial killer. Thanks for the review. Yeah. yeah. If, I. <laughs> I use proper capitalization on Twitter, but that's it. I, I don't use any punctuation on Twitter. I don't. I rarely use commas. Um, and I'm a dope ass writer, but <laughs> it's just weird. It comes off as so weird to me. Um, the Steve sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine sub Gronk says, "Pow pow." The Steve approves. Thanks, man. Nice. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> I love people putting uh, the before their name. Yes, like the Pete. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Uh, 
here is sloppy nutrients for your pop culture brain. As a 23-year-old girl, nice, I am cool. su- surprisingly <laughs> underfed when it comes to current pop culture. So who better to deliver a hearty serving size than Deej and Pete? Two white super metro dudes talking about hot guys, movies they've never seen, and dishing out secondhand embarrassment in the form of a drunken night at a Bieber concert. What more could you want? Started listening during the Friday Night Lights segments because I figured that was the best way to experience the show without having to listen to Lila Garrity's voice for five seasons, which is way more annoying than DJ when he says because. I haven't noticed. I don't because. know what the hell that means. Do you say because a lot? I don't know. I haven't noticed. Uh, Dude, do I say it weird? I don't know. Uh, def- is it like you're a you're a boot for, for Canadians? Oh, I don't know. Well, I de- I say a lot of words Canadian, but I don't think I say because any because I don't know because uh, definitely the lesser of two evils. Deej, thanks for normalizing my five year streak of alcoholism. Cool, yeah. <laughs> if only I could bring you home so you could explain it to my mom. Uh, and shouts to Pete for the occasional Arsenal tweet. Just know that they will disappoint you almost as much as the Bruins do. Ten out of ten would recommend this podcast to a friend. Nice. Yeah. That's a pretty friendly one. A yeah. uh, little bit of psychological warfare. Right. By throwing the because thing in there. Yeah. Don't know what that's about. I love it. Uh, Probably not going to speak for the next week, but, <laughs> you know. I've been uh, getting heavy into Arsenal, by the way. I went yeah. to uh, went to Lear the past two weekends to, to watch Arsenal play nice. at 10 in the morning. Nice. Mainly because uh, I, I do like soccer, but like I also those like AM drinking Guinnesses. at 10 a.m. You like those AM <laughs> yeah. Guinnesses. They are up your alley. Uh, Birdman Jr. 2 says, good for you guys. Not sure why I listen to brunch, but somehow I've been pulled into the event horizon of your man crush and bad take black hole. Good for you guys. Hashtag cheers. Thanks. Cool. Good Thanks. for us. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Those. Okay. I like the, the descriptions when they just kind of lay it all on the line, what the podcast is. I like reading that that's what that's become. Like when they say... Uh, like I don't know why I listen. It's, but. Too, it's too like uh, metrosexual dudes, which I... I I don't really like that term, but whatever. Uh, it's like it's two metrosexual dudes talking about movies they haven't seen, and I just I th- that's a very good thing for the podcast to have become. So uh, okay. shouts to all you guys, and yeah, we've got a busy week, so we've got some fun stuff coming this week, and uh, just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, we uh, do we want to do we want to say it? We got so we got some Halloween esque stuff coming up, some Halloween video situations. Up. So uh, it'll be better than last year's. Last be year's was a little bit of a disaster. You know, some of my friends have said, uh, "You guys ref- like sometimes you reference a Halloween one. I never saw that one. Where Good. is it?" And I'm like, oh, "We hid it from you, and if we referenced it, it was by accident right. because the podcast that was before the podcast really knew what it was right. and." Uh, yeah, it didn't come out great, but we ended up salvaging it. Fortunately, Adam was behind the editing and everything, and he made it good. But um, yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't one of our humdingers. But this week, uh, we'll have some cool stuff. So watch out. Let's just say there will be multiple costumes in play. Yes, I'm very excited, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful time. Cool. Uh, I thought you were going to say it's lit. Um, I want to say I kind of started saying that this weekend. I after never really, really participating. Yeah. Um, here's the thing: if you, your parents ever send you a text message, it's the little game. You have no matter what it says, you have to respond. It's lit. My mom sent me a picture of like she was out with my dad doing something, and she was like, "Oh, doing this, like thinking of you." And I responded, "It's lit." And she responded, "Okay, but I don't know what that means." Classic mom. It's a guy thing, mom. <laughs>